There's Night in Chicago on the Black and Abdallah Show. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. It's Black and Abdallah live from Scratch Public House in Forest Park. There's Night in Chicago. Brought to you by Miller Lite, ESPN Chicago. You know it's a good night at Scratch Public House in Forest Park when Chauncey walks up and introduces himself to TJ oh, Edwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's how you know you've made it, TJ. It's pretty surreal when, for me, when, honestly. When Cha- yeah, yeah, see? Exactly. Yep. Uh, so here we go. TJ Edwards, Bears linebacker, hanging out with us for the next hour. Bears night in Chicago, presented by Miller Lite. If you can get here in person, we're giving away a pair of Miller Lite loft tickets to the Christmas Eve game against the Cardinals. So that's the next home game for the Chicago Bears. A pair of tickets. All you have to do is be here in person tonight. Uh, Black and Dahl with TJ Edwards, and we're recapping the Bears' win over the Lions, 28-13. You're now 5-8 and eight and off of the bye. It, this was something, TJ, that I was shocked about. It's the first time the Bears have won off of a bye game in 10 years. Did you know that? I did not. He no. knows now. <laughs> Adam, he knows Adam, now. Adam, yeah. Adam told me that, and I was like, are yeah. you Yeah, kidding? I saw it this morning not. on Twitter, and I was like, oh, man, that is. a pretty is, wild stat. That it? is that nice. Is. Well, we had the year where... Uh, the Bears gave up back-to-back. I'm sure you remember it was the Mark Trestman year when they gave up back-to-back 50-point games yep, with yep. a bye week in between to the Packers and the Patriots. That. Holy crap. They were like, there's, some, there's been some bad games yeah. out of the bye. Yeah. Thankfully, yesterday was not one of them. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a pretty surreal stat right there. Isn't it? But and, it's cool to be a part of, I guess. Yeah, it's cool, <laughs> it, it, it's cool to break it. And yeah, it it's really also, I, I think, one of those weird things because you would assume – having more time to prep, that you're going to find a victory somewhere along the way. That's normally how that works. Yeah, yeah. yeah, You would would think. (laughs) All right, right, so defensively, let's talk about this. Because uh, in the last month, uh, for defensive yards per play, in the last month, your group went from 20th to now 13th in the National Football League. So I know that Montez Sweat being traded for and being a part of the group is is a major deal to why things are really starting to click. But no from doubt. your your vantage point, what has really come together for your group that things are now working so well for the defense? Yeah, I mean, I think honestly, I think chemistry in this game is such a big thing. You know, I think all the all the teams that are doing so well right now, you know, you see that they've got. Um, kind of a standard of guys that have been there for some time that understand how to play the game together and um, I think that was something that we were building on you know at the start of the year and uh, I feel like we're finally starting to kind of hit that stride with understanding you know what the coaches want things to look like but also understanding how we all play together and um, you know knowing where everyone's going to fit and just kind of having that familiarity that um, you don't really get you know in week one so I think we've kind of just been building and you know obviously adding you know pieces you know all year in terms of like Yannick and um, Tez who you know, obviously changes the game in, in just terms of up front and things like that. But I think just as a unit, we're understanding how good we can be. It's just it's more so going out there and doing it every week. But um, you can tell, you know, the turnovers weren't really there early, and they're starting to finally kind of come to fruition every week. So it's been it's been fun, man, for sure. Yeah. Since Montez Sweat joined you guys, you guys are ninth in points per game allowed, fifth in yards per game allowed, fifth in passing yards per game allowed, and second in takeaways. Yeah. When Khalil Mack came here. Yep. Uh, you know, we talked to some of the defensive players that, like, you know, they're like, well, in meetings, you just you sit up a little taller and, like, you practice a little harder when a guy like that is in the building with you guys. Is that kind of, like, the same with Montez Sweat coming in and, like, joining you guys? Because he seems like 
he's gelled with you guys yeah. so quickly. Yeah. And to be a part of this team that, you know, like you said, it's taken a while to, to get some chemistry and mm-hmm. string together some of these wins. For him to come in and just gel so quickly with you guys, what does that say about him and, like, his character and stuff? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, I was in Philly for four years, and we played Washington twice a year. So, like, I knew all about Montez before he got here. Like, I knew how much of a problem he was for other offenses, you know. And, um, you know, obviously when he got here, I just I felt like he just wanted to he wanted to fit in. He wanted to be, you know, a part of the crew. And, um, and that's, you know, that's the cool thing about him is he, you know, has all the right to just be a, a guy who could care less, you know, right? And they just, you know, paid him much money. But that's just not who he is, man. He... He's bought in. He wants the best out of everybody, and um, all he does is kind of raise the level of competition of the people around him, and that's that's what you want out of a guy like that. And um, you know, he to me, he's one of those uh, you know first off the bus type dudes. You know what I'm saying? Just a massive human um, who just who adds so much to your defense, and um, we're, we're definitely happy he's with us for sure. You know, I I, I know you weren't here last year. Yeah. Um, but last year. In the media, and I'm sure in the halls at Hallis Hall, it was it was thought of as a we need to tear apart some stuff that was here from the past regime, yeah. and we need to kind of not necessarily tank, but like we're we're rearranging the items, and and now we're going to bring in some guys. Do you guys look around the locker room now and, and start to think like, hey, a bunch of us are going to be here for a while, and like let's try and build something together? Is is that like a different? Um, kind of mindset that maybe the locker room could have in this season opposed to maybe last season. I know you weren't here last yeah, season, yeah. but is that something that you can feel as a player? I just think, you know, you – and, like, for me, like, when I, you know, have learned to, you know, be in this locker room and, and been around the guys for some time now, um, you just feel a group that, like, they just want so much more and um, understands, you know, we, we finally had some games where we've played some, like, really good football, right? There's been some stretches to where – uh, we played some, you know, good ball at times and then, um, you know, didn't finish at the end or, you know, maybe didn't play well as a, as a whole team. But I feel like we finally are, are understanding how good we can be. And um, when you have a group like that who just kind of believes in one another, it's dangerous. And, you know, I think people, you know, they want to be a part of it. You know, people understand what we're, what we're building here and what um, we're building on every week and just, just want to be better than the, the week before. But um, it, it's a special group, man, you know, a, a pretty, you know, young team as well. But yeah. It's a, it's a team that just wants all the experience. They want all the growth, and um, we just want to win. You know, there's no waiting. No one wants to you know, see how things work out. Like, people just want to win, and that's, that's exciting to be around for sure. You know, there were some quotes yesterday from we talked about it from Montez Sweat talking about Matt Eberflus mm-hmm. and how the, different, the culture different here than it was in Washington right before he left, that guys were checking out and yeah. guys didn't want to be there and all that kind of stuff. You know, a lot of the conversation – around you know on our shows and yeah. on our radio station is about Matt Eberflus's job security and whether or not he's going to be here next year what can you tell us about the mood in the building and what he brings to you guys as the head coach and as your defensive coordinator every single day yeah I mean so um I, I think from the from the jump I think the thing that I, I respect the most about um Flus is that his his messaging and his you know foundation of what he wants his place to look like hasn't changed you know and for me i respect that so much because it's easy to um you know when things maybe aren't going so well it's easy for you to kind of change who you are and try to you know be something that you're not but he's been the same guy every day you know and and 
as players, we respect that a lot because we understand his expectation. We understand, um, you know, what it's supposed to look like, and especially, you know, on defense. You know, he's coached some really good defenses. He's had some really good players, some all-pro type players in his scheme and things like that. Um, so for us, it was easy to, to kind of buy in and believe. And um, when someone shows up every day and they're, you know, the, the same guy, win or loss, it's it's easy to respect and easy to want to want to play for. So he's been he's been great for our group, man. And um, he's also a pretty funny guy too. He's had some, you know, just just flus type comments that are just they're good for everyone. But he seems um, like he'd be like dad funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like exactly, he seems man. like he's making dad jokes all the no time. And you're like ah, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. You know, and you can tell like some of the some of the rookies just don't quite get it because they're just a little, too, <laughs> a little too young. But like all us older guys, like all right, you know, he's trying to be funny here, but he's a good dude, no doubt. Schematically, when when the defense is being put in in the summer, yeah. And you guys face adversity early. Yeah. Did you did you hope things would change as far as the schematics, or were you okay with waiting to see how coach kind of continues to have that same message drilled into the team every single day as far as, like, how you guys are attacking? Because I know it was talked about that he did take advice that you guys needed to blitz a little bit yeah. more. And he started to implement it a little bit. And I know, obviously, Montez Sweat added – to the right, team certainly helps yeah. the defense, but um, are you surprised at the schematics and whether or not they've changed throughout the season? I mean, so in my opinion, I think there's a difference in terms of you, in terms of a coach getting up there and, and keeping his messaging and what he believes, you know, the same, and also a coach that isn't willing to adjust to his personnel. And he's not that type of coach. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a coach who believes in his foundation and in terms of, you know, a team that hustles and plays with intensity and um, is very physical. You know, he believes in that, and that's every single day. But I think he's done a really good job of adjusting his scheme to his personnel that he has and understanding uh, kind of, you know, where to put certain guys. And um, I think, you know, and honestly, I think last game, I think he called a, a hell of a game just in terms of what he was doing when he when he sent pressure, when he decided to um, play coverage. And um, I think every week, you know, you kind of see his confidence grow with that as well, just understanding that we've done it before. And, that, again, I think that goes to the chemistry aspect we talked about a little earlier. But um, I think he, he adjusts really well and he listens, man. That's, that's big time as a player. You just want a coach that's going to listen to you, especially – you know, you got a bunch of guys who have played a lot of football, right? So if you just if you get a coach who doesn't really care what you have to say and they're just going to do what they want to do, it's um, it's frustrating. But he, he's not that guy, and he, he wants to just make sure that we're in the right spots at, at all time to make plays and um, win games, and that's that's what he believes in. So it's, it's easy to want to go out there and play for a guy like that. And essentially he's got two jobs, right? Yeah, he's yeah. head coach and defensive coordinator. Is there a difference? Between when you're in the defensive meetings with him yeah. or when you're in the all-team meetings with him yeah. as he's like head coach Matt Eberflus or defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus. That's what I love, man. He's he's the exact same. You know what I'm saying? Like same, just like kind of one-off. Like we were talking about earlier, like one-off dad jokes. And you're just like, all right. <laughs> I guess that's kind of funny. Um, but he's – no, he, he's the exact same. And um, I think, you know, as – as time goes on, you're just like set in your ways in that sense, and mm-hmm. um, you, you just you have nothing but respect for that. When the losses pile up and he's talking about complimentary football, yeah. I think fans hear that and it's like it's almost a joke. Yeah, they just lose their it, minds because it doesn't. To say that that's what is missing, it's like well, it's obvious. But then when you see it and it yeah. works, like multiple times yesterday, the defense stood tall and the offense took advantage of the situation. And put seven on the board. Yep. Or you you see it in any other way. Say yep. 
um, the offense comes down and, and has a 12-play drive, and you guys are fresh. You get out there, and boom, here's a turnover. And now things are really yeah. – like, it really makes a lot of sense when you guys can take advantage of it. Yeah. No, I mean, that's – again, it's stuff that we've talked about since the beginning of the year, but uh, we just haven't really seen it um, happen in those early games. And I think as time's gone on, as time's – as time has you know gone that we've got to play you know with you know alongside each other for a couple of games you get to see that a little more and even um special teams is such a big factor in that you know trent taylor uh, a guy we picked up who's playing lights out just in terms of what he does catching the ball and then also um in the return game we finally got to see like a little bit of that yesterday and you see how how dangerous it is and you see how it all kind of meshes together so um, that's definitely you know something we, we talk about every day, but uh, to see it happen, it just gives us confidence. You know, we've talked a lot about Justin Fields, yeah, and since his return back from the injury and how much it, how he's playing better football uh, since the injury and since sitting mm-hmm. on the sideline and you know watching from a different perspective. Um, I don't know how much you get to watch during the game of him playing, or whether you're, you know, watching the iPad or whatever it yeah. is, going over stuff and, you know, whatever. Being a football player. Being a football yeah, player. Right, right. Yeah, trying to get yeah. my job done. Yeah, trying to get <laughs> a job done and not wa- and not being a fan like we are watching Justin Fields. Um, but what have you seen from him in the la- in his, since his return uh, from the injury that has led to better play from the offense? I mean, I think just his confidence in general, and I think he, you know, he's making the right decisions of in terms of. Um, you know, extending plays with his feet, and um, I think the the connection with him and DJ is something special in this league. You know, I think uh, it's not not really talked about enough, but I think what they do week in and week out when they're out there, it's it's special, man. And, and I tell you what, I wouldn't want to play against it. Like I I want no problems with Justin Fields running around back there and trying to catch that guy. So um, you know, he made a couple plays. Uh, just get out of the pocket. I think in that first drive where he was just yeah. kind of, mm-hmm. you know, they sent like zero one play and he was able to get out of there and make a big first down run. But um, anytime you have a guy who can, one, make all the throws, but, you know, as a bonus, he can extend those plays and um, make big plays with his feet, man, it's it, it's so dangerous. And I think um, he's so underrated with what he can do. So uh, I'm just happy for him and happy with how the offense is playing. I think the whole line's doing uh, a hell of a job, and you know our running backs are a special group as well. So it's been it's been a good time watching them. And trust me, the whole defense is up on their feet watching when they're up. So um, it's a good time, no doubt. You know, you you mentioned not wanting to have any part of it. You know, Hutchinson was on the left side of the line, and I know the the cuts of the All Twenty Two are out there online today. But he made a stunt to the inside, and, yeah. and Justin immediately broke it to the right, and yep, that was on the touchdown. touchdown run. And and that's one of those things where. You're right. You don't want any part of that because if you slip up a, a little with the contain on the edge or you think you're going to be able to get into the inside, he has the speed. Yeah. And, and I think, if not the fastest, one of the fastest quarterbacks in the NFL. It, it's pretty incredible his ability to escape. Yeah. And, and I think you see it every week in terms of um, his ability to kind of feel the pocket and, and understand when it's time to run and understand, understand when it's time to sit in there and deliver a throw. Um, but I think he saw the short edge in that last game, and um, like I said, man, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to be one on one in the open field with Jay Fields at all. Well, so. that's the thing. Like we know what he can do with his legs. Like yeah. we saw it all yeah. last year. We've seen it a bunch this year. But to yeah. me, yesterday, you know, the the touchdown to DJ Moore when they were offsides was yeah. great. But it's the shorter throws, like the eight yard throws to Cole Komet to yeah. get a first down. The one like, to Mooney. Yeah, yeah, the one to yeah. Mooney. The throw to Mooney. Those are the throws where we didn't really see. 
a lot of that, and yep. like the velocity is higher on his throws. He's getting the ball out faster. The zip is there and everything. It just seems like he's processing better and going through the progressions and everything and making the smaller plays. Like the flash plays are great. The ones right. that they put on Twitter and everything are awesome, but it's the smaller plays that extend drives right. that he's making to keep you guys off the field so you guys no can doubt. get a rest and get a break, but also leads to touchdowns and field goals. Yeah, and, and I think that all goes with, with confidence, right? Like understanding where to go with the ball and when to do it and um, knowing if you get this look that this is where I gotta go and you, you see that happening every week, but um, I mean, for us, you know, I feel like um, every time we, we get the ball first on offense, they're doing something special to either move the ball into their field position or they're scoring. So for us, it's all positives. And um, as a defense, man, anytime you get a little breather, you know, you appreciate it. So we make sure to let those guys know, for no doubt. You saw the development of Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Go from a quarterback with a great defense who couldn't really um, – you know, win the game by himself type of thing. And then last year, he turned into an MVP candidate. And the Eagles are a very good team this year yeah. as well. I know last night didn't go their way. But have you have you seen any similarities between the development of what you saw in Philly with Jalen Hurts and what you're seeing now with Justin as your teammate? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like in Philly, I think um, it was always like when we needed a big play, Jalen would make it, right? And um, you almost, like for me, I almost get that same feeling now. And it's like we need a big play. Like kind of we talked about in that first drive, like it was like third down and they're sending, you know, all out pressure. We need a big play. And he's getting out of it and making a huge play with his legs or he's making a, a great throw to Mooney in a tight window to, to get the ball out. Like I, to me, it's the constant. You, all you want to see out of your teammates is constant progression. And, um, and and that's the best part, right? Like no one's satisfied. And I think those are – that's a big similarity between the two is they're not satisfied with what just happened or um, the good or the bad that's happened in the past. They just want to be better than what they were. And um, anytime you get a guy like that, you know, it's easy to easy to want to play with someone like that, for sure. We both watched a lot of Jalen Hurts in college, too. I feel like the calmness yeah. is something that's the same, too. No they're doubt. never frazzled, Poised, not, em- not emotionless, yeah. but yeah. like... The complete calm, no matter whether you're up 20 or down, like it doesn't matter. Like they're still going to be calm through the entire game, and just it brings a a sense of not a sense of urgency, but just it kind of evens yeah. everyone out uh, for the rest of the game. I feel like that's another quality that they have that's very similar. Yeah, I mean, poise in this game is is everything. Mm-hmm. Just because the the ebbs and flows of the games it, is it's every drive. You know, something could happen. You could be down. You could be up. And um, anytime the you know the quarterback who who's such a, a key piece to you know teams nowadays. Anytime they're calm, it, it just eases the mind of everyone else, and um, it, it's big time. And Jay Fields definitely has that you know component to him for sure. Well, I saw that especially on the uh, fourth down play, fourth and thirteen. Yeah. Uh, third quarter, minute thirty six left. You get the lines to jump off sides. Now, getting up to the line. It seemed like in the past that could have been a chaotic moment for the offense. Yeah, right. And, you know, okay, false start or, or delay right. a game, and okay, now the Bears are punting because you're too far out for a field goal attempt, and, and there goes the offensive possession. He was cool and calm, walked yeah. up to the line, hard count, got the offside, snapped the ball, and then fired it off. That, that was one of those plays where I, I said to myself, all right, he, he's really yeah. starting to get it. And I know it's just one play, and – Fans who are upset that he doesn't make all of the plays are going to say, well, he missed this one or right. he didn't do this one. Or he only threw for 223 yards, whatever. Yeah, That was a big moment yesterday in the game. And, and yeah. I think that was also a big moment in the development for the quarterback and also the development of the offense. 
Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a huge play. That that's like textbook, right? Like yeah. when you you know that's something that all the all the people playing Madden are like dreaming of doing right there. Like getting them to jump off sides and uh, throw a deep shot. But I think on film, what's cool is you know you see them jump and then you see everyone kind of translate you know understanding what's happening right so everyone's going deep the protection's good um jay fields is getting the ball out on time so um yeah that's definitely one of those to where you can understand that everyone's on the same page and everyone understands the situation which is you know in the nfl all these all these games come down to a couple possessions you know a couple points so situational football is, is everything and um you can you can definitely tell that this past week we were everyone was understanding you know kind of what the situation was and when you get a, a team that's doing that it's hard to stop for sure he's tj edwards he's bears linebacker coming off a win as the bears beat the line just right 28 to 13 we're live at scratch public house in forest park it's bears night in chicago presented by miller light we'll be right back It's Black and Abdallah live from Scratch Public House in Forest Park. Bears Night in Chicago. Brought to you by Miller Lite, ESPN Chicago. Here with TJ Edwards. Asking him his thoughts on Dak Prescott. Oh, yeah. MVP <laughs> of the league? Yeah. That's what everyone's saying. Supposedly, yeah. Well, like, you know, I was going to say, I'll talk about it on the air. I don't care. He's not. <laughs> Dak's not listening. Um, we've always set, like, the Dak line. Like, when we do the thing in the offseason where we rank quarterbacks, you know, because we have to, you know, fill yeah, two yeah. three hours a day. Um, <laughs> and we're going through and ranking quarterbacks. There's always the, like, all right, here's the top five. It's pretty much set. And then here's six, seven, eight. And then we're like, all right. And then you're like, Dak? Cause that's, cause where do you he's, put him? Because, yeah. yeah, you're always right around, like, 9, 10, like right around in that range. But so far this season, he's playing lights out. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, um, and again, I think their their defense over there right now is special too. I think just the way they're taking away the ball. And, um, yeah, they, they definitely look pretty pretty complete right now, no doubt. We're live with TJ Edwards, Bears linebacker, Bears night in Chicago, presented by Miller Lite. We're live at Scratch Public House in Forest Park. We have a pair of Miller Lite loft tickets to give away. It's for the Cardinals game on Christmas Eve. You have to be here in person. We'll be here for another 35 minutes. Make sure you get to Scratch Public House in Forest Park. You get a chance to win a pair of tickets to the Miller Lite loft, uh, and that's the Christmas Eve game against the Cardinals. Lucky M. Doll, we're with TJ Edwards. We're hanging out, having a great time, drinking Miller Lite. And, you know, we, we look at the next couple of weeks, and uh, Abdal and I on the show have been talking about how there's an opportunity to really change the narrative of the season. And, and I'm sure it's something that you guys discuss, but it, it's also, I'm guessing, the answer is you look at one week at a time, and the opponent in front of you is the most important yeah. opponent. I do think teams that get better late in the season, I think it means something. I think you're developing something, and I think every year people want to rush to make a judgment on a team when it's so warm outside. And unfortunately, <laughs> most of the football season takes place in November, December, yeah. and January. Yeah. Uh, do you guys feel like you're now playing your absolute best football and this is something that you're building towards? I, I think we've you know seen glimpses and i think that um every week we've we've progressed on what's happened the week before but i mean you're right you know in december that's that's when all the the real football is had and that's when the games really start to mean something so you want to be playing your best ball towards this time and um i definitely think we're on the right track obviously it's never going to be you know perfect that's because that's just not football that's just not how it goes but um i think everyone understands how important these games are and that 
um, we we got to play our, our best ball to win these games for sure. Uh, Cole Komet said it last week. Playoff. You guys are in playoff mode. Yeah. Looking at this, and we listen. We spent. Most of the breaks yesterday during that pre-pregame show when we're drinking Celsius and everybody else is doing beer bongs, um, going through like the playoff scenarios yeah. and trying to trying to get you guys trying to get us in, in there, trying yep. to get you guys into the playoffs. Is that what you guys are talking about? Because Cole talked about it. So is that is that the mood of the team right now? Is win and get in? Essentially, you you guys don't really you know a lot of things have to happen. We're still yep. four weeks away, but if you guys take care of your business, a lot of things, a lot of good things can happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think that's why you play the game. You know, you don't you don't play the game to be done um, when your regular season's over. So that's what everyone wants, and that's what you know we're all focused on. Um, but you know, as cliche and generic it is, all we can really control is, is this week coming up and against a really good uh, team. And um, so that that's where our, our focus is. We we understand that if we can just you know attack each day and. Um, you know, treat every day like it's you know our last. That that we'll be we'll be right where we want to be at the end of the year. But um, we we got the right guys to to do that for sure. So you guys were uh, beating the Lions yesterday. Were, did you get a chance to kind of catch up on what else happened around the National Football League yesterday? Any of the night game? Anything else in the afternoons? Did you get a chance to watch anything? Um, I watched uh, the end of was it Minnesota Vegas. Okay, um, yeah. And then I watched the, the Dallas uh, Eagles game at night. Man, Dallas is good at home. Yeah, They're I know. It's tough. Right it's now. tough to beat them at home, yeah. man. It is. Like, I think in my four years in Philly, um, I think, like, all but one game was a blowout. Like, they're, they're, they're hard to beat at that place. I don't know what it is. Jerry's World just has that effect on you, I guess. But Do you like playing there? It's all right. Um I played there once in college uh, as well for a bowl game, but, um, you know, it, it's cool. I'll play at Soldier over that, no doubt. Yeah. Besides Soldier, what's your favorite stadium to play in? Ooh. Um, that's tough. You know what? So this year, uh, New Orleans is the first time um, I've been there, and I think what they do with, like, their their atmosphere of the game is, uh, is pretty cool, and, like, it's a pretty – it feels everything feels pretty compact, so it feels like the fans are kind of um, right next to you. So we had some good trash talk going on with the, the fans behind us, and um, anytime you get that, man, it's a it's a good time. So there's a bunch of good stadiums, but um, I'll say New Orleans took me by surprise this year for sure. Now I know this year uh, it was early and it didn't go the Bears' way against the Chiefs. So a lot yeah. of people say Arrowhead is a great place to play too. Did yeah. you did you enjoy playing there? I know the outcome was terrible, but yeah, yeah, kind of just like block that game out but uh <laughs> good, good job, Chris. no yeah no it was uh i will say the the grass at that field was like phenomenal like it, was, it felt like a uh, a fairway you how's, know what I'm how's soldier field grass because i don't know if you know this but last year it used to be a big topic yeah. but last year matt eberflus brought in new grass yeah. and himself he actually wheeled it in himself <laughs> he brought in new grass and now the field looks really looks really looks way better than it used to yeah for sure i heard some stories about um last year and what the grass uh, looked like and you just like you see it when you're watching last year's film you know you see <laughs> see a little discoloring in the grass that um, that's never really what you want, but no, nah, it was great. We're uh, at the point of the year yesterday. where like they start to paint it green. No doubt, yeah, yeah, and that happens a lot more places than you think. But um, no, it, it, it felt good yesterday. You ever scroll on TikTok and find the videos of the guys who are like greenskeepers who are oh, fixing yeah. Oh, yeah. divots yeah, and they're yeah. fixing the the different the yeah. hole locations. changing the holes. Yeah. It's the most soothing thing that you could ever watch. Yep. Do you ever watch those? Oh yeah, 
All the time. Yeah, yeah I watch time. them. I, I just, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. Like, I never thought I would be 38 and obsessed with grass videos, but I am. That's what happens when you get yeah. old. Yeah. I know, yeah. right? You buy a lawnmower and, like, a leaf blower. Next thing you know, you're that. scrolling on TikTok yeah, looking at the green Yeah, you're grass yeah. videos. Yeah. You're like, you're going to try to That's paint tough. straight lines and yeah. everything. And in my head, I'm like, that'd be a nice, nice job. I, I could yeah, do that. Right. I could get down there. It's a hell of a Sunday. Yeah, it's nice. Yesterday, you guys did the My Claws, My Cleats. Yeah. And you did the uh, Greater Chicago Food Depository. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it was cool. So, um, like, two years ago, I was able to work with them as well when I was in um, Philly. And it was just, you know, something I wanted to do close to home and um, just understanding the job they do in terms of how many people they feed and, um, you know, how much they, they truly give out It's and how well the, the charity is ran. And I just wanted to um, bring some more awareness to that and, um, you know, obviously being back home now, like just being able to work back with them, like directly was really cool. And, um, I, I think, you know, you know, people being able to eat is such a, such a big thing and it, it should be a thing that, you know, everyone should be able to have. And, um, they do a great job with it for sure. Is there a way that people can help out even, yeah. even though like, you know, it's a one Sunday event where yep. you, you guys all wear the cleats. Uh, what, what can you do to help out if you want to? Yeah. And I think that's, what's cool about, um, the week that the NFL does, right? It's because it brings all this awareness to all these causes that a lot of people probably didn't hear of. But um, if you actually go to their website, there's a bunch of ways of how you can either um, sign up to kind of help them for a couple of days or also donate um, some food and, and some uh, items to, to families who need them. So um, if you go to their website, they'll be able to uh, point you in the right direction. But I think, you know, all throughout the league, all these um, all these guys are able to support a cause that they care about. It's, it's special, for sure. Do you design the cleats do you have someone that does it do you like how does that come about you're like hey here's my cause but this is what i want them to look like like do you have a say in that at all listen man i'm not the the creative type like i I draw like stick figures and like stuff like that (laughs) so like i i basically just kind of told them what the um what the charity was and what the colors were and then next thing i know i showed up and there was like a bunch of like fruit and veggies like on my cleats i was like all right i wouldn't have thought of that like that's pretty cool so because well, last pretty, time we talked yeah. to you we were talking about how people dress for you know the monday night games yep, the prime yep, time yep. games and then i see you out there and i'm like oh man he wasn't kidding that's a suit yeah that no is a suit so <laughs> you definitely you. there is style there no doubt you just no can't doubt. design it no, you're just like no, no i like what that looks like i'll take that in terms of like either like handwriting or like drawing art or like anything like that like i I am not your guy at all. Like that's just not me. So we had we had a professional take care of those things, no doubt. It's Black and Abdallah. We're with TJ Edwards. It's Bears Night in Chicago, presented by Miller Lite. We're at Scratch Public House in Forest Park. We'll be here for the next 30 minutes. We'll be back with linebacker TJ Edwards coming up next right here on ESPN 1000. Live from Scratch Public House in Forest Park, it's Bears Night in Chicago. Bears linebacker T.J. Edwards joins Black and Abdallah. Brought to you by Miller Lite on the home of the Bears, ESPN Chicago. It's Black and Abdallah. We're live at Scratch Public House in Forest Park. We're talking Bears football. It's Bears Night in Chicago with Bears linebacker T.J. Edwards. And TJ, on our show, uh, weeknight 6 a, we, we talk about sports mostly, but also we talk about other things. <laughs> no chance. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we wanted to ask you about this because you're a younger guy, and I, I would imagine <laughs> you're going to have a, an opinion on this. You know, Like wow. I mentioned earlier, we're elder uh, millennials. I had a story last week, CBS News, 31% of Gen Zers steal 
from self-checkout kiosks. This guy right here. Self-checkout kiosks. This guy right here. So, so He's I, not scanning I, all the I, items. I tell this story on the air, and Justin I make sure was, I got my wallet in here. Yeah, <laughs> Justin was producing our show last What's week. What's going on he around goes, here? He goes, yeah, yeah, I've done it. Have you ever heard <laughs> of this? Not only that, but he takes, watch out, Scratch Public House. He takes the little uh, tins, like the if you get cup, like the ketchup side. cups. Yo, like keep that on the DL. What are we doing here? <laughs> See? <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I've never heard of that whatsoever. For sure. You were a broad college kid no once. Doubt. Come on. Yeah, I was. And I was definitely not stealing from the kiosk. So, uh, <laughs> I was taking out loans, man. <laughs> That's where last week we're having this conversation with two guys who are who are Gen Zers, and they're like, "Yeah, it's not yeah, like it's that. nothing." And we're like, "No, you can't, you can't steal." You what can't. were you stealing? Is what we need to know. They would take like an extra, like oh, like this, uh, like this twenty ounce chips, Coke is for me. A Snickers bar. You know, oh, yeah, like they're yeah. scanning everything in the self checkout and no being like, chance. "All right, I got my whatever." Got an extra one. Yeah, throw it exactly. in the bag. Yeah, yeah. No chance, man. No yeah. chance. See. How, how do you feel about yourself now, Justin? It, you know what? He's all it's, red. This is great. <laughs> I needed, Man. I, I needed Man. someone to set me straight. It's like so. a little intervention around Dude, here. Dude, I need, I need <laughs> a TJ to set me straight. <laughs> you need to go back to all those places and return all those little <laughs> yeah, t- t- yeah, yeah. cups to all the restaurants and bars that you've stolen them from. Exactly. Jeez. 31% of Gen Zers say that they've stolen it's from probably myself. higher than that, too. It's definitely higher than 31%. I, I just – it would have never crossed my mind to, to not pay for an item I'm I'm going to the store to purchase. No, uh-uh. Yeah, I don't know if I could do it, man. I really don't. I Never. feel like I could somehow like see my mom and dad like from afar just like slapping yeah. me across the head, but <laughs> couldn't do it. That's probably it. It's the the not being afraid of the consequences yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Or not thinking there will be consequences because, yeah, I would definitely got my ass kicked. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> if they call no doubt, like, hey, man. guess no what? Doubt. We got Adam here. That's definitely <laughs> an ass Yeah, he, uh, he sold a, a bag of Cheetos. Uh, what do yeah. you want us to do with them? Like, just wait. Just hold them Just there. wait. Just hold them I actually, there. when I was growing up, um, we had like a, uh, like a book fair at our uh, – when I was in like – it's crazy. I remember this. I was in like third grade, sure. and um, I stole like a, like a an eraser. You know what I'm saying? Like there was like the big erasers. Yeah. And I stole it, and uh, and it was crazy. Like kids were like stealing like books. You know what I'm saying? And I stole a, I stole an eraser, and uh, I remember getting off the bus, and my mom was sitting there like on the corner, just like ready to snap. And I was like, this is. This is, I'm never stealing again. You know yeah, what I'm right. saying? Like, it's over for me. And I just stole an eraser. So I'm like, it's over. But, yeah, man, times have times changed, no doubt. It's wild. <laughs> you know, you're in the locker room. You have guys who are leaving college, who are joining the team, who are 22, 21, mm-hmm. you know, based on their skill level to leave college early and to join the NFL. Do you ever look around and think, like, wow, we have definitely two different vibes going on here in the locker room. We got guys who are a little bit older, got families, got kids, got things that yeah. they're, you know, big plans they're thinking about. And then you got guys who are just out here on vibes. Yeah, stealing from, stealing from kiosks, <laughs> yeah, man. Stealing from yeah. kiosks. Just another Saturday night for yeah, those right. guys. <laughs> um, but, no, yeah, it is. I mean, it's different. You know, like, for me, like, it's crazy. I'm in, like, year five, but I remember being, like, one of, like, the younger dudes who were coming in and, um, just trying to like fit in, but it, it's cool. I feel like I'm like right in the middle right now, to where yeah. I can kind of understand both. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's fun like talking about talking to the young guys about like what's a 401k and like all that. It's like <laughs> man, times have changed. What no are doubt. taxes? Yeah, Nuts. yeah. <laughs> you don't get to keep all your check, bro. Like Tom, so no, uh, Tom Waddle, who uh, hosts Waddle, Sylvia the Town, right before us, tells us because uh, he played for the Bears for years too, yeah. and was telling us that. 
that at one, at one point when he was a bear, uh, a couple of the players didn't understand that those checks only come on game week <laughs> and not every week. Yep. And that a couple of the players would show up, showed up, the week after the last game, it yep. was like, "Where's?" And they're like, <laughs> like "What do you going mean? On? Where's, <laughs> what do you mean? Where's your money? <laughs> that's that's just that's a weekly thing. Yep, the yep. season's over. You no got to save that." I like to think there's you know some better education on yes, what's yeah. going on nowadays. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a hard thing for for people to understand. You know, especially when it's like your first second year, you're like, "This is sweet," and then you understand like the season's over, and you're like, "All right." Like, what's going on oh, right now? You know what I'm <laughs> so, yeah, it's different. Do the teams facilitate that for rookies now, or does the league handle it? Yeah, there's a, there's like a rookie program for every team. Um, so all the rookies like have to go to these like mandatory right. um, you know meetings after the day and just kind of they talk about you know finances and um, all the things that you know you probably wish you know you listen to more you know when you're like a rookie and things like that but it's it's good to it's good to hear and um they definitely do a good job of it here in chicago they need that for the real world <laughs> no doubt like, they don't tell they, you these things yeah, right man. Like, they no, really don't like, man you know, sitting in high school and college you're learning all this yeah. stuff in books and it's like what about the stuff they only taught me no stuff doubt. i didn't know like they taught me how to balance a checkbook i don't think i've ever had to balance a checkbook yeah well yeah like time, i look at my phone times have changed yeah, yeah. it's a little different now i don't need like, to I don't, but could, like, could you was, write a check though yeah i can write a check i'm sure there's some young people we work with who, no if you said write a check, they yeah. probably wouldn't know how to do it. The, I mean, it, it, it's, it is, like, different, you know, like the just, like, the younger guys in terms of what they think of in terms of, like, the NFL and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, you just pray, like, in the offseason they're not stealing from the kiosk and, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just <laughs> one of those things, but who knows? Do you do this? I'm watching Sauce Gardner right now play video games on Twitch. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a popular thing, too. Um, you know, it's... One, I'm not good enough. I feel like to be able to like stream myself. You don't get game. smoked by. Yeah, you know old. what I'm saying. Like that's just like that's just embarrassing to me. Um, so I don't really know if that's like my path. Um, but it's definitely cool the guys that that can do that and have fun with it. So it's cool for sure. Well, it's amazing. But and also the thing is like the one thing that I don't think people give a heads up to when they start doing it is like the amount of stories that get leaked on that because a player says something yeah, to someone commenting yeah. and they say it and then it's out there and they don't realize it's a public forum. Yeah. Um, I, I think like it is cool to see that, have that exposure to the players, but also from a player standpoint, you got to be aware that like people are waiting for you to say something that they can then aggregate and put on a 20 different websites. Yeah, you know, I mean, I feel like you see a lot of like breaking news on, yeah. on that type of stuff. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know if like you guys like play video games much or have in your past, um, but like you can you can get in your feels, you oh, know. Yeah. Sometimes, oh, very so much. So, like, yeah. I don't know if yeah. I could just be live, kind of, you know, talking about that stuff. While I can't playing. handle a twelve-year-old beating me in games. Yeah, you can't, you can't handle me beating you. Nah, yeah, see, we used to live together. Okay, and, uh, there's more to this story. We'd play yeah, Madden. Yeah, yeah. He thinks that I would rage quit. You would? Yeah. No, never. You would just turn it off. See? No, yeah. no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I would no, be no, up no. by like thirty. No, yep. you're mistaken. We'd be playing. You're Madden. sorely mistaken. Thirty uh, that's automatic loss yeah. anyway. So yeah, yeah of course it is. You're out. Game over, and you would just turn it off. I can't make halftime adjustments on Madden. Come on, TJ. I mean, what are we doing? That's what I'm saying. Like, imagine rally the troops imagine rage quitting and then you're like next thing you know you're breaking news about your team because you're just upset about yeah something. so it's like i couldn't do it no <laughs> chance man. no chance 
It's Black and Abdallah. We're with TJ Edwards here at Scratch Public House in Forest Park. It's Bears Night in Chicago, presented by Miller Lite. We have one more segment left, and we will preview the Cleveland Browns coming up next Sunday. We'll talk about the Browns, and we'll continue talking about the Bears coming up next right here on ESPN 1000. It's Black and Abdallah live from Scratch Public House in Forest Park. Bears Night in Chicago. Brought to you by Miller Lite. ESPN Chicago. It's Black and Abdallah, Scratch Public House in Forest Park. We're with TJ Edwards. We're talking football with you right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. As we look towards Cleveland, and before we get to that, I want to thank uh, Justin, uh, Kevin, and Jack for producing the show, our marketing team, and Miller Lite for allowing us to do these shows. These shows have been fantastic throughout the season. As we look ahead, Cleveland on deck. They get a big win yesterday. Joe Flacco played well for the Cleveland Browns off the street in uniform. Uh, throwing touchdown passes, but I think most notably about the Browns, their defense is one of the best in the NFL. Tough test on Sunday against the Browns. Yeah, no, it's a it's a really good football team, and um, I actually played for that that defense coordinator they have over there, Jim Schwartz. So um, I know they're they're very well coached on that side, and and also you know their running game on offense is really good, and, and a couple of good backs, a couple of good dangerous backs, and um, it's going to be a, a great challenge for us. But man, we're we're excited. We're excited to you know we we in, as much as we love you know home games, we enjoy these away games because it's just us out there you know in the hotel and. Um, you know, all you have to rely on is uh, the guy next to you. So it'll be it'll be a good game for sure. How do you scout a guy like Joe Flacco who has the hardware and everything, but yeah. he's been on the street and he's only played in two games? How do you prepare for a guy like that? Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's obviously not a lot that he hasn't you know seen. You know, there's not a probably not a lot of coverages that he hasn't seen. But um, I think you know as a, as a defense the. You know, the one thing you can try to do is try to just to disguise as much as you can and at least get him, you know, holding that ball for a second and um, letting our D-line, you know, have an extra tick of time to get there and, um, you know, kind of keep this, you know, turnover thing going that we've had these past couple weeks, keep that going. And um, against a team like that, you got to create some, some good fields for your offense. And, um, yeah, we need another complete game like we had last week. I would imagine it's a little bit easier knowing that he's going to be in kind of one spot. Yeah, as a defense, yeah. like Joe Flacco is not going to pull something that Justin Fields can do. He, you yeah. know, he can't move, and especially he's older now. So right. I would imagine it makes it a little bit easier as far as far as coming up with a game plan and how do you attack the Browns' defense uh, offense. Yeah, I mean, um, I would say yeah, Justin Fields and Joe Flacco are probably a little different, no doubt, yeah, a little. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I think in terms of in terms of the the throws he can make, I think he's. He still can can do all those things, and um, you know, for us, it's going to be stopping that that running game that they have, and their their offensive line is um, one of the best in the league, in in my opinion. And um, so it's kind of you know getting them um, in those backed up situations to where we know they're going to have to pass, and then that's when we get to um, go do what we do. But it'll be uh, it'll be a good challenge, no doubt. Now you you've done your job on the field. You're second in the NFL in tackles. One just one tackle off being the leader. In NFL tackles, we have to do our job. That's right. Clap it up. Come on, <laughs> clap it up. I got, we've got people. It, we've yeah. got people tweeting us during the show. You're their new favorite bear. You're you're from here. Yeah. We need to do our job and get you into the Pro Bowl. Yeah, we need to step it up. I'd love it, man. Yeah, no doubt. No, we need to vote be, for you. We need to get surreal. you in there. 
Yeah, it'd be uh, it'd be surreal. I don't know. Um, I think my mom's like run out of shares on Facebook to uh, <laughs> try to try to share the post. So, uh, but no, all the support I, I receive here is is awesome, man. It really is. When you see the stats like that, that in tackles in the NFC, you're second at the moment, and last week you were number one in the yeah. conference in tackles. Is that something you pay attention to throughout the week, or is it just something you kind of see on social media, you glance by, or, or is it something you know from week to week where you stand with other very good linebackers in the league? I mean, I think the the competitor in me, you know, you you wanna you want that, you know, right? Like you just you want to be the the best player at your position because that's just you know that's why we play the game, but. Um, I, I think there's you know so much more that goes into it than tackles. I think it's um, affecting the game, and that's really been my focus this year. But um, again, man, I think you know linebackers, our, our job is to be around the ball. So anytime um, you're around the ball and you get those those tackle numbers up, it's it's normally a, um, a, a good day. But again, man, I think I think it's a credit to our whole defense, understanding what we're trying to do, and um, I think it's only going to get you know better from here for sure. You know, we talked about. Briggs and Erlacher before with you, but you guys, you and Edmonds, really are just, like you said, you're affecting the game. You're, you guys are everywhere. You guys are on every yeah. single play. Like, we haven't seen the, not ball hawking, but like everyone just get to the football the way you guys have in the last couple weeks in a long time. What, what are you guys, are you guys, like, what are you guys working on in practice and stuff like that to make sure that like everyone is just getting to the football as fast as they can? Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, firstly, I feel like Tremaine and I, we, we see the game the same way. And, like, so anytime you, you have someone like that um, who understands the game of football, it's easy to understand kind of where we're supposed to be on each play, and it's easy to play off on each other, one another. But um, I, I think as a, like a defense, you know, we go into uh, – a normal week of practice and um if someone's not you know hustling to the ball like it's you know we watch the tape and then we're like calling them on it and it's it's an accountability thing just because we know during the game um you know so the, the ball could you know get popped out and it's normally the defensive line you know run into the pile that picks it up or just you, you never know what's going to happen and uh, i think we've done a good job of that this year of everyone just trying to get to the ball and make a big play and that's normally when those things happen so it's i really uh i credit that to the, the coach's standards and our leaders kind of holding that standard for sure you mentioned getting to the ball but you guys as a group the linebackers have also done a really nice job in coverage yeah you know, dropping back yesterday uh, Edmonds with the pick you've mm-hmm. gotten a couple interceptions here on the season tip balls you mm-hmm. you guys are making plays out in space also you know like I would imagine it's much more difficult to do that than to just rush to the football and to the <laughs> yeah, ball carrier. Yeah, no doubt. So, like when you're when you're in that moment, like thinking about transitioning from tackles at the line of scrimmage to I got to get my butt back. I need, I need to get deep in coverage. I need to make sure I've got this zone uh, taken care of. It, it's got to be difficult to kind of balance both things and do it well. Yeah, I mean, especially in, you know, today's, like, NFL, right? It's all off of, you know, like, RPO action or um, play action fakes and things like that. And, and teams, um, they dress it up pretty well. But, again, I think our, our coaches do a good job of um, understanding what other teams are trying to do. And it also takes, um, you know, our, our guys doing our homework and, and watching the film that we need to to understand uh, where, the, where the players are trying to go. And um, that's something that I feel like, you know, I've always tried to pride myself on is, uh, being a student of the game and just enjoying football, right? Like just watching these games and like looking at the formations they're in, kind of seeing kind of what's going on, trying to guess what's going to happen, what the defense is in, and just understanding where the plays are going to go. You know, that that's that's so 
so big of what a linebacker does, and the more you can do that, um, you know, the more likely that you know a play is going to come your way. Is there someone in the league right now you enjoy watching on TV at the linebacker position? Yeah, I mean, I think Fred is is fun to watch. I think the way he kind of flies to the ball. Um, I think uh, you know, I think Roquan's been a, a hell of a player for a long time. Actually, uh, lost the the Buckus Award to him in college. So um, somewhere I just had to keep following him just because, <laughs> just uh, again, the competitor in me, but. I also got just a bunch of buddies that are playing really good football. Um, Alex Singleton in uh, Denver is playing really well right now too. So it's I think it's a, a really competitive league, and it's it's been fun to fun to watch for sure. It seems like you mentioned Denver. It seems like a lot of defenses, and you guys played Denver, yeah. have really taken you know uh, the first ten weeks or so to kind of yeah. gel and form. That it's not something that that's seems uncommon in the league anymore where you know you see that a bunch of new players like you guys have come in whether you drafted or signed or whatever and it just takes you know like we started when you first joined us here today it takes time for you guys to gel and mesh as a unit yeah i mean um say what you want i mean these these offenses are good now you know what i'm saying there's there's some there's some skill there's some uh good scheme and um, you know, on defense, you know, all you can really do is adjust to what they're doing. So, um, you know, rules on defense is like the biggest thing of understanding yeah. your coverage, understanding the rules in that coverage, because nine times out of ten, you're going to see something that you've never seen before during that game. So you got to be able to go back to your training and kind of understand that. And um, in my opinion, that's probably why it takes a little bit of time for, for teams to get going a little bit. TJ, thanks for uh, joining us today. Yeah, and good luck against Cleveland I on Sunday. It. We look forward to, and we'll talk to you next Monday. Yep, be so here we'll, next after Monday. another win. Yeah, we will. Damn right, damn right. So it's Bears Night in Chicago, presented by Miller Lite. Give it up for T.J. Edwards. Black and Abdallah, we'll talk to you tomorrow night, right here on ESPN One Thousand.